Greetings, golf fans. Sports Guy Ty here. It's on to Bay Hill, another elevated event at Arnie's Place. 44 of the top 50 in the world are teamed up at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and that's led me to a card with a full seven names on it. Shallow Cal tip selections from 20 to 1 all the way to 350 to 1, and we both talked through our strategies to building the cards for one of the best fields in golf. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Enjoy. Welcome to the Arnold Palmer Invitational Preview and Tip Show. This is episode 71 of Playing the Tips and one more week on the beautiful grind. Speaking into the microphone from Motown, I am Sports Guy Ty. You can find me on Twitter at Sports Guy Ty. On location this week in Chicagoland, Shallow Cal. Find That's me right. on the Twitters at Shallow Cal Golf. Whereabouts in Chicagoland? Uh, the South Loop. So, like, uh, probably three blocks or so from like Grant Park, uh, State Street area. So, yeah, right uh, right in the thick of it, downtown, man. Beautiful. How's the weather in Chicago right now? Because it's pretty crappy in uh, Detroit, and typically oh. we can we can tell what the weather's going to be like by asking someone in Chicago a day before. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it started off really kind of crappy um, today, but right now we're a balmy 47 degrees. Uh, gonna get up in the mid 50s here in the next day or two, and then uh, we're looking 60 by Friday here in Chicago. Wow! Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, some nice, some nice weather uh, coming this way. But unfortunately, I won't be back for the 60 degree weather. So, or I'll be back in Michigan for the 60 degree weather. So hopefully that will uh, meander on down our way uh, quickly. Yeah, keep it coming east. All right, what uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, like I said, in Chicago, man. So got to be drinking Chicago beer, right? Of course. Uh, so I've got a uh, one of my favorite Chicago breweries is Pipeworks Brewing Company. They've got uh, their flagship is the um, Ninja vs Unicorn, which is a double IPA. I am drinking the Mini Unicorn, which is a nice IPA, a little bit lighter. Um, Bringing in about five percent, whereas the uh, the Ninja vs Unicorn is more of a eight and a half double uh, IPA, kind of puts you back on your ass a little bit quicker. Mini Unicorn, I like it. What do you got in the cup tonight, sir? Uh, so I am still cleaning out some of the old holiday beers. I'm drinking a Samuel Adams Old Fezziwig tonight. Ex- excuse me, what? <laughs> An old Fizzy wig. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm just glad to hear. Uh, I remember last time this year you were preparing for uh, a Florida trip and Lent, and you were off the sauce. So I'm glad to uh, glad to see you got something in your cup this evening. Yeah, I got that out of the way in January this year. Uh, certainly a much healthier month in February, but here we are. Good. I'm glad I have a partner in crime tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, um, before we get into the Arnold Palmer Invitational, another one of my favorite tournaments on tour, let's do a quick Honda postmortem uh, emphasis on quick because I don't think it was that good for either of us. Nope. Shane Lowry was my closest. 
Yeah, I guess Adrian Moronk wound up being my closest, and he needed a really, really low one Sunday just to threaten the places, neither of which happened. It was really frustrating tournament. Um, a lot of our guys um, really started off rounds fairly decently, a few birdies, a couple birdies, and then everything just seemed to fall apart. You know, one of them would have a good round going, and then they would finish – with a double, maybe two, uh, a bogey, drop a few strokes, and lose every everything that they had worked for in the early part of the round, um, and it was it was it was a really frustrating week of golf, honestly. I'll tell you what, if a couple of our outright tips had been first round leader tips instead, we'd have a lot more to be talking about right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Or uh, the the first round leader top fives um, that so many people are uh, are really leaning into lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, who, and who is the third? Because Bramlett, whom I tipped outright at seventy to one, first round leader, and then completely falls off the map. Billy Horschel, whom you've tipped, you mean I Billy Horschel <laughs> at twenty eight to one. Uh, and didn't somebody else finish in a three way tie for first round leader? Uh, snake in there at the very end. Not, I don't think it was. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was. It none. We didn't. We didn't have it picked. Right, uh, right. But uh, yeah, snaked in there on the end, dropped like a thirty foot putt on the eighteenth hole to tie the first round lead, and chopped a bunch of uh, chopped a bunch of tickets up for the Horschel and Bramlett crew. I'll tell you what, uh, again, based on how the card finished, I would have taken that chop on a Bramlett first-round leader ticket instead of the out, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, that's enough Honda talk. Uh, We're going to jump right into Bay Hill and the API. Uh, Agenda, as we do each and every week, tournament and course preview, stats to consider, and any weather of note, and then tips and best bets. Shallow Cal, what do we need from the people this week, as is every week? Uh, what we need from you guys, hit that like button. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Playing Tips Pod. Hit that subscribe button for the Playing the Tips podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to download the episode. That helps us in the charts and the rankings. And give us a review. Uh, give us uh, that review, and we'll, we'll read it on air. And we always appreciate the listens. Uh, we thank you, uh, everybody who tunes in. Absolutely, we do. All right, let's get after it. Uh, This is the 2023 Arnold Palmer Invitational. We're at Bay Hill Lodge in sunny Orlando, owned by Arnold Palmer from 1974 until his death in 2016. Hard to believe that the King has been gone almost seven years. Yeah, he's um, larger than life, honestly. Uh, When when he would be somewhere, he was just so... uh, magnetic personality uh big personality yeah you know you don't get the nickname the king for no reason right man isn't that the truth they don't go just handing that out you have one of the classic drinks of all time named after you you know the arnold palmer i mean that's that's high that's high uh high praise and for for somebody right there oh man and what a perfect drink to be named after arnold palmer because that is the quintessential 
country club drink. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I just think of all that sugary country time lemonade that they'd mix up in the gigantic Gatorade coolers before junior golf for us, get us all hopped up where they'd send us out to play six holes at like seven years old. <laughs> um, man, combine that with a good glass of iced tea. And I just, to have that drink be named after you, that's something for a country club man like Arnold. <laughs> absolutely. Too bad they didn't put the tea in there and give you the caffeine as well. Hype you up yeah. even more. Yeah, right. Uh, calculated move. Yes. Um, Bay Hill now owned by Arnie's daughter and son-in-law. This has hosted the API every year since 1979. We are right outside the golfing haven of Windermere, where a lot of PGA Tour players and a lot of European players on the PGA Tour uh, make their home. Invitational only this week, Shallow Cal, 120 spots, uh, 44 of the top 50 in the official world golf rankings. We would expect that, again, from an elevated event, but... I'll tell you what, it's starting to become fun uh, anticipating these fields and elevated events seemingly every other week. I am stoked uh, for this week, for next week. It's it's awesome. Uh, it was great, I will say, to see guys like Eric Cole, uh, Ryan Gerard, even Chris Kirk. You know, that's a great story there as well. So, you know, those off weeks like the Honda this past week are still, you know, intriguing. They're still storylines, but you want to see the top, you know, the top players going. Uh, it makes for a better, a, a better tournament. Um, and anytime you've got, like you said, 44 of the top 50 in the world competing, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, it's like Rory said back when everything was getting fired up with Liv. When he tunes into an NFL game on Sunday and he watches the Buccaneers, he expects to see Tom Brady at quarterback, right? I mean, obviously not anymore, yes. but point being that, you know, the best players play week in and week out. And that's what we're starting to see on the PGA Tour. Again, I know that not everybody can play every single week. That doesn't make sense for anyone, for the golfer, the, the fan, anything. But it's pretty incredible what they've already created these first few weeks of 2023 with the elevated events. And as you mentioned, I mean, we're just scratching the surface. Players next week, Masters on the horizon. It's going to get fun. Well, this, you know, dare I say, I mean, this past month, five weeks of golf uh, might be some of the, the best tournament fields that we've ever seen on tour going from waste management genesis you know you skip a week and then you're going uh you know arnold palmer and then the players i mean that's insane right there yeah completely insane and you know as awesome as it is for fans of golf and the game and you know all these tremendous finishes and the best players competing and winning all the tournaments Hasn't been as much fun in 2023 for the punters because I believe longest winner of the calendar year is just 25 or 28 to one. Um, so it's reflective of not only the best fields in golf, but the best players in golf rising to the occasion and winning those those tournaments. And again, that's great. Great for the game and great for viewing. We just hadn't had as much fun finding our long shots uh, getting going here in 2023. Yeah, screw you, John Rahm. <laughs> Ruining all much. our fun. Yeah, pretty much just own the months of January and February. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are back on another classic Florida course, lightning fast Bermuda green, uh, greens, water and sand aplenty. Shallow Cal, you want to hit us with the rest of those course vitals? Yeah, uh, 74 
66 yards, uh, par 72, uh, your, st- your typical breakdown of four par threes, four par fives. Um, your Bermuda tee to green, um, as you said, the, uh, the greens are lightning fast. Your rough is going to be Bermuda as well. Super overseeded with rye. It is going to be lush and thick. Um, I remember last year I uh, I made a, a comparison to 70s porn star Bush. Thick. Uh, <laughs> if you remember that, uh, if you remember that, that episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, greens are a little bit larger than average at 7,500 square feet. Lightning fast. Some of the fastest we'll see this year. Even though they're bigger greens, you're going to see a lot lower uh, greens in regulation from the players because of, you know, the fast greens, the shaved runoffs, and that thick rough. So it's um, it's going to require a, a true test tee to green. Tons of water, forced carries and layups. Uh, stay out of the water. Water's on nine of the holes, and there are some uh, some holes that you can get in, in trouble quickly. Uh, I believe it was hole number six that John Daly once carded an 18, an if, 18. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, your par threes, tough. All four of them uh, are in the top six, the hardest holes on the course. Uh, one is about 199 yards, 200 yards they'll probably play, uh, and then three over 215 yards, which means uh, they're going to be tough to score on. You're going to have to dial up those long irons. The par fives are really where you're going to be wanting to make your scoring. None of them are crazy difficult. Uh, par fours are tough. So, like I said, you will need to score. Not a ton of wedges into greens here. Um, Plays is one of the harder wedge courses on tour as well, though. Uh, has to do with those shaved runoffs and those, um, you know, uh, those those hard, hard, firm, fast surfaces. Uh, the sand, 84 bunkers out there. And players have griped about their quality. So that will definitely be something to follow. And along with all of that defense, you've got the Florida weather and the wind as a factor as well. And if that wind starts whipping like it looks like it's going to do this week, good luck. Yeah, it seems to do that just about every week of the year in Orlando, Florida, or at least every time that the Arnold Palmer Invitational is in town. I remember the first time that I went to Disney World, I think I was probably 11 or 12 years old. We got in the car from the airport, bright and sunny, beautiful Florida day. In the car, we drove about maybe five miles or so, and it was some of the hardest, most torrential downpour and rain and wind that I had ever seen. And then it all just stopped. It was the craziest thing, and it was back to being sunny again. So it's that Florida weather, man. We always talk about how Michigan, you know, you 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 want new weather. Just wait a little bit. Go back outside, and you'll be fine. Same here in Florida. And that sounds like a typical 5 o'clock southern summer shower that you can set your watch by just about. Yeah. 
Uh, let's not forget as well, hole number six on uh, at Bay Hill. Not only did John Daly make an 18 there, but Bryson uh, two years ago, quote unquote, drove the green on the par five, number six. Um, regardless, he didn't, he didn't drive the green. He wasn't on the green. You got to be on the green to drive it. Right. Right. I agree. Um, still an impressive shot. Nonetheless, cleared the water. Um, again, didn't didn't clear the the fattest part of the the water over, but very impressive feet nonetheless. Anyway, um, Bay Hill. So Arnold Palmer, few other course designs uh, to throw out there because he does have the redesigns here at, in 2009, 20 and in 2014. Um, he's also designed Albany, which hosted the Hero World Challenge from 2015 to 2019. Isleworth, uh, which was the 2014 Hero World, TPC Boston, uh, TPC Twin Cities as well. Past five winners, Scotty Scheffler last year at five under, Bryson in 2021, minus 11, Tyrrell Hatton at minus four, I believe it was, not minus five, maybe minus five in 2020, uh, Francesco Molinari, minus 12 in 2019, and Rory McIlroy, minus 18 in 2018. Um much like the Honda last week, Arnold Palmer in recent years has kind of fallen victim to some lesser fields just because of, again, where it falls in the calendar leading up to players and with Masters not not too, too far off in the distance. Um, a lot of foreigners previously in the field with a lot of the regular PGA guys taking this week off. Um, and so you've seen varied leaderboards here. Uh, other than Tiger's just sheer dominance with eight victories uh, at Arnold Palmer, We've really seen a mix of top golfers, of a few names out of left field. Um, Matt Every comes to mind, back-to-back wins. Um, but I think as much to do with the inconsistency of fields in recent years uh, more than anything. But with this being an elevated event this year and likely in, in years going forward, I think we're, we're going to get back to seeing a lot of the best players win at one of the toughest courses and with toughest challenges in golf. Uh, let's see here. I think that's all I got. Uh, let me throw some trends out there. You got anything else you wanna you wanna empty out the notebook with before I get into some trends? Uh, no. I think I think these trends are pretty pretty spot on for what uh, what I have in my notes as well. All right, perfect. A uh, couple of note: five of the past six winners here had a previous top five at the event. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is the exception there. Uh, T15 in his only previous appearance before the win in 2022. Each of the past 11 winners had a previous top 25. Americans won 26 of the first 27 tournaments, but a lot more balance since. Uh, nine non-American winners since that run, uh, eight for the USA. Take Tiger out of it. It's nine to four foreigners during that stretch. And again, probably as much of anything reflective of the fields um, in previous years. And also the fact that it just attracts a lot of, uh, a lot of players who are familiar with the Europe or who play on the European tour. Cause they're very familiar with this type of course, uh, much more typical of a test over in Europe than you see really in the States. Uh, American winners back to back years. Now, uh, before that we did have five consecutive foreign winners. Um, really a place where Europeans show well, Australians, even South Africans, uh, but again, back-to-back American winners. Any trends uh, that I missed from your notes, Shallow Cal? No, I would say even uh, even the Asian guys tend to go well here. Um, uh, Sunjay, looking at you, man. Um, you know, they, like you said, a lot of uh, a lot of them have made their home, obviously Sunjay up in Atlanta, but, um, 
a, a lot of a lot of the foreign golfers. Uh, Florida, obviously, a great spot to make your home if you are a professional golfer. So, um, you know, they'll be familiar with with Bay Hill. That's for certain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, really, really tough test of golf, as mentioned, uh, ranked as the most difficult course on tour in 2020. Uh, as you said earlier, Shallow Cal really does test your full game, uh, particularly when that wind's blowing, and it is often blowing at this course. Uh, again, another exposed exposed course that'll make for some difficult tee shots. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about stats to consider then before we wrap up with some weather and dive into some tips and best bets. Uh, where are you going first, Shallow Cal, stats to consider? Uh, first, I am going to go strokes gained approach, then proximity from 200 plus yards, over 200 yards, par five scoring, strokes gained off the tee, and putting on Bermuda greens fast. Bermuda greens fast, fast, fast as they even more, uh, narrow down the, um, that stat as well. Um, I think that, you know, strokes gained approach, it's always King, right? Um, but here specifically because of the, the greens, the way that they are, uh, it's going to it's going to put a, a strong emphasis on your approach game and hitting hitting a lot of these greens will be uh, key to making good score here. Yeah, I really don't differ very much from you at all this week. I'll just throw a few additional ones in there. Uh, one that I'll talk about a lot throughout my tips, but strokes gained T to green for me this week. Um, this course, at least as much as any other on tour, is really that true test of the full game from tee to green. Um, it's you got to be in the fairway to score. Uh, the rough, as you mentioned, is lush, long, gnarly. There's even, you know, a lot of the former runoff areas around the green now have a bit of that three-inch rough around them as well. So when you're missing greens as well, you know, it's no longer the collection areas. You got a lot of that thick stuff kind of coming all the way up. So you got to be good, very sharp, again, throughout that bag. Got to put the ball in the fairway, or at least your misses have to be enough where you're not blocked, you're not in the water. Uh, you got a chance to at least hack it up there and, and put a wedge to try and save something. So strokes gain tee to green for me, as mentioned, I'll go through that a lot in my tips. Uh, strokes gained putting as well. Um, one of the toughest tests on tour for proximity to the hole. So ball striking always plays, um, but maybe – negated just a little bit here this week you just you got to make a lot of putts to win um that 15 ish foot range 20 15 to 20 foot range is going to be key uh not only to making birdies but i think to saving par a lot on these greens as well that's how scotty won it last year man that's all scotty did last year was hammer that range yeah i mean i i feel like he does that, that's his thing though man you know when he's winning a tournament or he's in contention it's just like every 12 foot, eight inch putt that he's got, it's just dead center. And it's like, man, what the hell? How are you uh, just so automatic from there? So it's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And when it matters too, from that range, um, the biggest yeah. spots. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, you mentioned uh, Florida weather, shallow Cal. That's very much going to be at play again this week. And again, it, it really is every single year here at Arnold Palmer. This is a course that is very exposed to the wind. That's why you do tend to see a lot of those European players um, who, who are able to flight the ball down uh, and really kind of be creative and crafty with their shots tend to go well around here. Uh, we are in for it again as well, um, at least Friday, um, from what I can see on Windfinder for Bay Hill. Uh, we are going to be pretty steady in that 12 to 15 mile an hour range or so, and then it is going to gust uh, from there. I say 12 to 15. It's really, it's really going to be pretty steady in like that 18 to 20, 25 mile an hour range with gusts up to 30. So that is Friday. Um, really throughout the day, we start early in the morning with gusts uh, touching 30, and it continues right on through play. Um, Saturday is going to be much the same, maybe not quite as strong, but you are going to get gusts peaking around the mid-20s there. Um, Sunday mellows out a little bit, uh, gusts only around 15 miles an hour or so, but again, pretty steady and consistent as we tend to see on these Florida courses. This is one week where I did look at the weather, believe it or not. All right. I was, I was, I was ready for you. Well, what else you got? Anything? Uh, I mean, no, it's, you know, it, it, like you said, um, so it really just depends on when exactly is that wind going to start gusting? Um, you know, we can forecast all we want, but is it going to start at, you know, 745 when these guys are teeing off or is it going to start gusting, you know, more around 1130, 12 when you're kind of getting your second wave of guys going out onto the course and your first your first wave is almost finished. So uh, that'll be something to watch uh, whether you're doing, uh, you know, uh, DraftKings or Fantasy or even betting, you know, you might want the early times on Friday and, you know, so the, the late Thursday, early Friday time. So it's just something to be uh, something to be a little a little conscientious of. Yeah, looking like at least right now, like that PMAM stack uh, Thursday, Friday, maybe the way to go if you're so inclined. Um, but stay tuned to the weather. Uh, it's already changing. I mean, when I made my first notes at the beginning of the week, uh, I had the weather shift occurring on Saturday and getting much cooler. That looks like it's now pushed out to Sunday. We are going to have 90s all the way through the first three days of the tournament before, again, a little bit of a cooling trend uh, into Sunday. We'll probably touch 80 later in the day, but but much cooler than we'll see the first couple days. So stay with uh, the weather because, again, changing pretty consistently down there. But Bay Hill is the Windfinder location, if interested. All right, Shadow Cal, you ready to make some picks? I sure am. All right. Uh, I'm a little bit all over the place with my card this week. Uh, we're going to start with you. No first-round leader picks again this week, correct? Uh, no first-round leader picks this week. Almost coached I, you back in with Sungjae last I, I, week. I, I almost... Uh... I almost put a couple. I, I really like uh, I really like Keegan here in a first uh, first round. I would uh, you know there's I I would like to see tea times before I start going to making first round leader picks. You know. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well we're gonna start uh, with you anyways. You've got the first spot on the card. Uh, golfer at twenty to one. Uh, debutante, right? Yeah. Um, He's never played this event before, uh, so we'll see. Um, 
Oh, oh, Rom Rambo gained 12 strokes ball striking last year on his debut. So hopefully Cantlay can gain 12 strokes ball striking on his debut this year. That would be excellent. Uh, I think that would be a very, very good um, success. I like. Uh, um, <laughs> so comp course, kind of Tory Pines. Um, so a lot of that, crossover with with guys going well at Tory and going well here at API. Yeah, so that's really what I was uh, was interested in. I think this uh, this course will fit his game well. Uh, he's, he's strokes gained uh, off uh, total. He's 10th in this field. Tee to green, 14th. Off the tee, 12th. He pounds greens in regulation. He's top 20 approach, 200 plus yards. Sixth in scrambling. Second in par five scoring. He's got that putter. If if his putter is on, that's why you know he got that nickname. Um, so it really is uh, just... I, you, He's he's had to have played this course before, right? He's not just coming in here and and just you know blindly. You know he'll have his practice rounds, obviously, but I feel like a professional golfer has had to play at Bay Hill, uh, you know, with the people that he knows and the traveling that he's done. So I'm looking for a big week from Cantlay. I really liked his odds out of that kind of top tier group the best. Um, one other guy that I was looking at. That was in that 20 range, JT at 22. But man, there's just something that's that's little off about him. And uh, we were both kind of on him at 22 at the Genesis. Uh, but I think we're we're a little a little soured after that. I hate to say it, but JT kind of sucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see it. <laughs> Uh, those irons, man, that is his calling card. I mean, when you think about some of the best irons players in the game, obviously Morikawa, Zalatoris, even a Tom Kim right now. And typically you think of Justin Thomas too, but something has been bad wrong with those irons and he's not been good off the tee either. His driver is trash right now. Yeah. So, uh, big, uh. Big change from from last year at this time. I think last year at this time we would have jumped at JT twenty two. Yeah, no, but I'm with you. I'll 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 take a hard pass at this course and with his current form right now. I'm not I'm not even a little bit intrigued at twenty two at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, Cantlay uh, Cantlay's my top guy in that uh, that higher range. Um, hopefully Rom doesn't just ruin it for all of us. I mean Rom Roy or Scotty Scheffler. They're all three, I'm, all three, 10 to one or shorter. That's crazy to me in a tournament. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. So if I were to give you, um, let's go with, let's go with those three. Rom, yeah. Scheffler, and McElroy or the field. Who are you taking this week? Oh, God. Um, I mean, I'd have to take Rom Scheffler and McElroy. Scheffler, defending champion, obviously uh, goes. This is this is a this is a Scotty Scheffler type of event, you know. <laughs> really, really tough course that you need to hammer in those 10 to 15 to 20 footers to really stay alive for par and and keep going and keep pace. Um, Rom and Rory, obvious reasons. Uh, Rom is just. I mean, he gained 12 strokes last year, ball striking on his debut. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. 
give this guy a hot putter for the week and uh, we're we're all done for. So I'd, I'd probably take those three. Here's the thing. I probably would too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, I mean, Rory McIlroy at Bay Hill, first of all. Um, and I mean, you think about it too. Scotty Scheffler's got the win, obviously defended in Phoenix. Uh, John Rahm's got three of them so far. Rory McIlroy is the third in that group that people consider, you know, basically the three best golfers on the planet right now. And he doesn't have that win on the PGA Tour in 2023. I know he's got the win over on the European Tour, um, which not to take anything away from that, but I think he would really like to get a win stateside and and join those other two uh, kind of fully in that conversation for number one. And I think that's going to motivate him. I, I, I love all three. I would take any of the three. Coincidentally, those are the three that I just cut completely out of my staking plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty much every week, right? They're so short that it's just like, man, unless you're going to bet just, you know, two units on each one and just take those three, right? I mean – when I was having some of my success in the summer of 2021, I was hitting a few favorites here and there. If this goes on much longer, again, if we if we don't get a long shot winner by, say, like the Masters, I'm going to have to start betting favorites again, man. <laughs> yeah, I I hear you. Uh, one so last, where the hell is the fun in that? Yeah, one, one last one I want to touch on before we get through the rest of them, just up at the top there. Do you ever think we'd see sub-20 number on Max Homa entering a elevated event like this man it's max home of time uh, i love the guy and i am so happy for him but is that unbettable i mean probably at bet rivers yeah but I was actually just looking because I thought that I had seen Max Homa as the fourth or fifth in the betting odds earlier when I was looking. And I'm on DraftKings at the moment and I'm just scrolling and scrolling. And he's all the way down to 22 to 1 on DraftKings, which is not oh, a really? long number by any means. But that's a much more palatable. That's, I mean, I didn't I didn't look closely enough at that number because uh, I considered Homa this week. But I was scared off by the 16s on Bet Rivers, too. Yep. yep. And he's, I think he's 18 on BetMGM as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, I can't. Sub-20, no thanks. I don't – I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to go away from him in fantasy, in season-long fantasy this week, I'll tell you that much. I mean, I like Homa a bunch here, but, again, I'm just not sure that number matches up to give you the value that we're looking for. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, I'll jump in next. Uh, I'm going two points win only back on the Will Zalatoris train at 25 to 1. Uh, couldn't catch those early 28s, even saw a 30 out there um, right at the very start. Uh, missed those, but I am in at 25. Uh, 10th in 2021, uh, 38th here last year, slipped a little bit. He gained 10.2 strokes tee to green at Genesis when he finished fourth. Also, cashed that each way for me. Thank you very much. Uh, if we want to go narrative street, very easy on Will Zalatoris here, of course. Went to Wake Forest. He played on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship. Um, same with Cam Young. I really do think that means a little extra to those guys. You know, similar to what I was talking about a couple of shows ago with guys like Alex Norn in a Ryder Cup year and having that extra motivation to get back. I do I do think that that's going to spur on uh, Willie Z and Cam Young. Do I think it's going to be the difference maker in a tournament with a field like this? No but it's a nice, convenient narrative to add. Um, 
I say I've said this ad nauseum on Willie Z this year, but he's at his best on tough courses. This is exactly the type of test of golf that I want for him, where he can get out there and grind it out with some of the best uh, in the game and consistently make pars. You know, save a bogey here and there. Doesn't have to make every single ten to fifteen footer like Scotty Scheffler did last year. I mean, let's not forget Scotty Scheffler came back from six down to win API last year. It was pretty remarkable what he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was in the midst of that just ridiculous stretch of golf and there was no heat stop. Check. Heat check. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's dude was on fire. <laughs> yeah. For sure. um, but in a typical year, you know, I, again, I don't think Willie Z has got to make every single one of those 10 to 15 footers here to compete. He'll make his share, um, but doesn't have to, to keep pace with the 18, 20 under. Um, he's at his best in windy conditions as well. Definitely a testament to his strong irons uh, and ability to flight that ball down when needed. Just love how his game sets up here. Um, liked what I saw again at uh, Genesis a couple weeks ago and cashed a ticket on him. Um, missed cut at Farmers before that was a bit disappointing, but just really an off week for him across the board. So willing to write that one off uh, as kind of a blip in the larger scheme of things when we've seen really good from Willie Z since coming back from injury. Okay. I, took a tough, I, took a, I took a long look at Willie Z as well. I know we were all on him last year um, for the obvious reasons. Um, but like you said, I think I think really one of the, the two biggest things for me, for Willie Z, like you said, he doesn't have to make every single putt because we all know he's not going to make every single putt. Nope. So if, 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 if everybody is not, you know, on, you know, on with their putters and it's not a putting contest – I think that's that's more likely a, a winning situation for Willie Z. And then, like you said, I mean, this dude's irons are just incredible, and his long irons at that. He is going to have an advantage on on the par threes and a lot of these par fours. So, uh, Willie Z, great pick. Yeah, gain strokes off the tee too in all four tournaments in 2023, except for the Farmers. It was a missed cut, but he was actually dead even at zero yeah. strokes. Long, long hitter too. He can, yeah. you know, he can dial it up on on some of these holes that you're you're able to. Absolutely. All right, well, we got a couple chances for a team win again this week. A uh, little surprised we don't have a third, but we are on two of the same golfers again this week. Let's finally get one in 2023. It's time God, for a team win. That would be nice. That would be really nice. Well, tell us why it's going to be Jason Day, first and foremost. Um, well, we were talking about Tory Pines, uh, excuse me, Tory Pines earlier, correct? Yep. Um, players who tend to go well there tend to go well here. Well, he's won at Tory Pines, um, and he's won here. So that's check, check, check. check. Um, man, oh, man, is he in form. Boy, oh, boy. The putter is back. The around the green game is there. It's that that's you know that was never the around the green game. That was never gone. He's always been great around the green. What was lost was that putter, that Stones putter, and the driver. You know, it, and those those are back. He's fifth in strokes gained total this year. He's eleventh tee to green. His irons, you know, his irons are hit and miss. Right. So that's probably why he's a little bit lower on the T to green rank. Um, if he can if he can have a hit week on these irons, he's going to be tough to beat. Fourth scrambling, sixth bogey avoidance, middling and par five scoring. Um, 
so hopefully with his second shots, uh, you know, into these, ho- hopefully this this newfound driver that he's got back um, from 2015, Jason Day, hopefully he's putting himself in position to go at these greens and two on the par fives. If he misses, he's going to get up and down probably more consistently than most of this field here. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, it shows in the stats. Let that putter go to work. Um, Jason Day, 33 to one. I love it. Back in form. Come on, buddy. Yep. I'm with you completely. Back in form. I'm on Jason Day just slightly longer at 35 to one. No each way for me this week. I, ch- I changed up the card a little bit. I've gone with a few more win only plays than, uh, than normal to take a few chances on some punts as well. Um, as you mentioned, past winner at Bay Hill, I always love that. You know, another course where the experience certainly pays. We rattled it off in a bunch of the trends that we mentioned earlier. Um, three top tens his last three starts. I mean, you talk about being in form. This is as good as Jason Day has been playing since he was the original Jason Day and winning major championships. His worst start in calendar year 2023 is 18th at the Amex. That's pretty incredible. Uh, last especially, five- for, especially for a guy who was kind of uh, had, you know, had fallen out of the good graces of everybody. Completely. I mean, Jason Day was unbettable for all of last year and much of the previous year. I mean, he was he was just about on my blacklist. Yeah, this is actually my first time betting Jason Day in over two years. Feels a little dirty. Uh, let's get dirty, baby. <laughs> his last five tournaments, uh, he's been better than his career baseline in strokes gained tee to green, off the tee, approach, around the green, and putting. And that includes those five tournaments. That includes a missed cut at RSM last November. So he's playing some great G right now. Uh, gain in tee to green, all four starts in 2023. A stroke and a half better. Uh, in that category, his last five than averages for the career. And then I think you mentioned shallow cow. The absolute critical piece of all of this is that he's back to just putting the damn lights out. Uh, gained 3.7 strokes putting or better in all four events in 2023, including nearly six strokes at the farmers. Uh, only lost strokes twice this season in the category. Both came in the fall. And this is after he had a stretch last year from March through a missed cut at the Fortinet where he lost strokes putting in eight of 12 tournaments. And that's just not the Jason Day we've known for, for his entire career, but had been what we, we had come to know of late. Well, we're turning all that around now, uh, as mentioned, just putting as, as well as he has since his heyday. And so I'm, I'm fully ready to be back on the Jason Day bandwagon. And that number continues to fall. So get any of those 30s that you still can. It's probably not going to be around long popular pick this week. He is a super popular pick this week. Um, and I'm a little worried about it because, um, you know, he's the he's the Twitter darling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He is that. We got we got another Twitter darling coming up a little bit later, a little bit longer. But I feel like everybody and their mamas on uh, one of our longer guys. Yeah, that's very possible. Uh, all right, we'll stick with you because you got another in the thirty threes. Yes, um, Fitz Matt, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the tactician. Uh, 
fits the narrative uh, and the trends, uh, like you were saying earlier. Um, his course history, this tournament history, three top tens in a Four row. Four top tens in a row. Four. Four top tens in a row. All right. T9, T10, T9, the last three years. Um, and second before that. Oh, man. I didn't go back far enough. Um, <laughs> shows up on tough tracks. And this plays tough. Um, it it You know, you don't get a lot of U.S. Open courses with a ton of water, like you've got a ton of water here. This one, though... It's it plays a lot like a U.S. Open course. You got the firm, hard, fast greens. You've got the thick, gnarly rough. You've got the shaved runoffs. It's gonna test you from tee to green and on the green. My man's won a U.S. Open uh, just last year, believe it or not. So, again, tough track. This guy, um, like I said, he's a tactician. Uh, he's a, a stat machine. He tracks everything, which is crazy to me. He is a ball striker extraordinaire. And that uh, that European um, that European wind factor that uh, that we were talking about, the Euros go well here. Being able to flight the ball, I think that's going to work in his advantage. So Fitzy at 33. He may need a little bit of that wind to kick up and level the playing field for him a bit because he has lost strokes on approach each of his last seven recorded tournaments. I thought I thought hard about Fitzy. I looked at him. I mean that I, this is another course where experience pays, and he he's got it in spades again. With those so, do you think this could be a get right course here for him? Kind of coming back to something that he's more familiar with. He it fits his eye. Um, you know, sometimes all, all, all you need is just a little, not, I don't want to say home cooking, but a little home cooking for your, you know, for your swing there. And all of a sudden you start striping it. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, if he gets a little bit of that wind, that probably plays right into it because it levels the field a bit more. And, uh, if he is struggling still with those irons, it's going to, it's going to hide it a little bit. If everybody is struggling in that wind, if, if everybody's missing the greens and if everybody's, you know, you know, doing doing the the Bay Hill things and struggling with the Bay Hill toughness. Why not Fitzy? Yeah, because he's been good everywhere else. Like I said, I thought about Fitzy hard, 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 hard. All right. Uh, well, I believe it's back to me then uh, in the 40s. Uh, one play in this range this week. I'm going Sung J M 41 to one, one point win only. Uh, this is the one where I thought we might have a third chance at a uh, team win, but you you didn't like the numbers on Sungjae at a different book. Um, you know he's gonna win this week too, which, <laughs> which really sucks because I mean I think we are both very big Sungjae M fans, right? Yep. Um, and it's gonna hurt my heart if I'm not on him for this win. But I can't bet the dude every week. Uh, God, that he's I'm starting playing. to feel the same way. So, I, because he he always models so well. His strokes gain data is insane, right? And he's back on Bermuda, and he loves him some Bermuda grass greens. 
So, God, cross my fingers. If I miss Sungjae Im week, I'll be pissed. <laughs> well, he's definitely got the, the tournament history here. Back-to-back third-place finishes in 2019-2020. As you mentioned, absolute tee to green machine, uh, which is my favorite stat this week for Ulmer Palmer. Um, two best starts of his year in 2023 were at Farmers, where he was fourth, and the Waste Management Phoenix Open, where he finished sixth. Gained over eight strokes tee to green for each start. So you know when Sungjae's going well, uh, it starts with that tee to green game. Here's why I'm encouraged. Uh, struggled to a tee 42 finish at Honda last week. What I say? What I say? Yeah. He's gonna mail it in. Yep. He faded. No doubt about it. Lost interest. Still gained 5.2 strokes tee to green. So I like that. I like that that part of the game was still consistent. His problem was putting. Lost nearly three strokes on those Bermuda greens. But, as you mentioned, Bermuda uh, continues to be his best putting surface. He's 21st in this field for strokes gained putting on Bermuda all time. So I'm willing to bet if the tee to green game is there and he was just missing that putter last week, he can get right back in contention uh, here at API, a place he's gone well before. Problem is, I don't have the each way this week, so I need a little bit more than contention. I need him to win it this week. I need it to be <laughs> Sungjae week. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I think a lot of a lot of that putting uh, last week was a little bit of an, an anomaly because I don't think in the last – I don't know. I just don't think he was really all that into it. And I think a lot of your putting is like having that – you know, having that concentration factor, you're really, you know, you're really into it. And I just don't think he was. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Certainly a lot to look ahead to and a lot of obligation to be there as a past winner and all the good stuff. Um, okay, uh, 50s for your next play. 50s for my next one. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, Narrative Street, Cam Young, 50 to 1. He played at Wake Forest on uh, on the the Arnie Scholarship. Um, he so continuing narrative street. He can compete in the best tournament tournaments and against the best players in the world. Uh, he's shown he can compete in tough weather, and that's just a fact. Now uh, he's going to be a factor in the next ten years of the golfing world in the big tournaments on the biggest stages. And uh, I think, I, I you know, I think that uh, the waste management was a little bit of an anomaly there. Um, he was traveling from uh, the Middle East to Arizona. So that's like almost the opposite side of the world, changing time zones. He performed decently in the Middle East, I would say. And um I'm hoping that that was just kind of, like I said, that anomaly, tossing it out. T13 here, more trend, uh, more trends that he's just knocking out of the park. After a a disastrous third round last year, uh, you know, he he really fell down down the leaderboard, but he was three under after two rounds. And if he can keep it up for four rounds, he will be a factor on Sunday, and that is for certain four over in that third round. And he finished uh, one over on the tournament after going even on Sunday, one of the best drivers of the golf ball uh, in the field. Uh, he's his distance is incredible. He is a par five scorer. Um, 
Strokes gained beard, very, very strong. Very, very strong. Might be leading the field. Uh, three words. It's his time. He's getting it done. Let's go. 50 to 1, Cam Young. It is absolutely going to be Cam Young's time at some point, and it may even be this week. Uh, he just has a game that is built to succeed at a course like Bay Hill and the Arnold Palmer. I like that. Um, I'm not on it with you, but we are together on the next play. Second opportunity for a team win this week. Uh, I'm one point each way on Keegan Bradley, 60 to one. Don't love the number, um, but this is where my each way plays start uh, is the longest uh, to this point on my card. So we'll see what we can do with Keegan here. Absolutely a, a horses for courses type of guy. 10 for 10, uh, making the cut here after missing on his debut. Three top 10s, second and third in 2013 and 14, uh, was 10th two years ago as well. What do you like about Mr. Keegan Bradley this week, Shallow Cal? I mean, what can we say about what can we say about Keegan um, Keegan's T degree game and his iron and ball striking that we haven't said, uh, you know, in the past few weeks? He has been on absolute fire, uh, probably for what the past year now um with with that iron striking off the tee he is he is so much better um the putter boy the putter we're talking keegan bradley gaining strokes with a putter this year i love it for this course um you got your 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 mid long irons that you're going to be playing into a lot of these greens, and you want your ball strikers. So that's what I love about Keegan. He has the pedigree. He can win at tough places. Um, I like him this week, and a little teaser. Uh, I like him next week too. Um, so let's let's see if we can get uh, get Keegan on the board for a win here. It's been a while. I hope he comes through. Yeah, you mentioned a uh, pedigree for tough courses. Major champion Keegan Bradley uh, won the PGA back in 2011 at eight under. Also won at Firestone, 13 under. Won in I Bay missed that course. Oh, man, I know. Wasn't that great when that was in the rotation? That was a yeah, WGC. And, and we could we could drive down there. That was within driving distance for us. Mm-hmm. So, it sure was. Wish we, wish we could get that back on the rota. Yeah, maybe one of these days. Uh, he also won in very windy conditions uh, during the win in Texas uh, at three under. Even the Zozo in 2022 only got to minus 15, so certainly seems to fit the style and uh, and history of Keegan Bradley's wins. His tee to green game, been really strong in form in 2023. Gained seven and a half strokes uh, when second at the Farmers a couple weeks ago. Gained four and a half strokes when 20th at Waste Management lost 3.1 strokes to green for the miscut the Genesis two weeks ago. So again, certainly nowhere where he needs to be firing to contend. Um, I like the high ball flight here in general. A um, little bit worried about Friday in the wind, but with so many long irons here, um, I do think that guys that have the high ball flight, again, if we don't see anything completely crazy uh, with the winds, do tend to play to an advantage here just because they can land the ball a bit softer uh, coming from that 200 plus yard distance um particularly on those par threes keegan 
Keegan, let's do it, man. Uh, I would I would love to see a Keegan Bradley W. Um, just in general, a guy that you you know that you want to root for. Yeah, he lost all that weight. He's looking good too. Old Keegs slimmed down. Looking good, <laughs> Keegs. <laughs> all right. Well, I got a couple more uh, here before your long shot. Uh, as mentioned, I kind of changed up the approach to the card this week. I actually extended it uh, to seven names on the card, but I am only at 11 total units. Um, didn't start my each way, as mentioned, till Keegan at 60 to 1, but I got three more of them here, starting with Gary Woodland, 90 to 1. Uh, definitely some form around Bay Hill. He had a breakthrough fifth place finish last year. Uh, before that, had made the cut in three or four, mostly hovering around that top 25 range. Gary is starting to find it again, playing some really good G of late in his last 24 rounds, leads this field in proximity 200 plus yards, third in ball striking, fifth in approach, seventh in good drives gained, and 10th in greens and regulation. Um, Can't putt or chip, um, never could putt or chip, so that's always going to be the issue uh, with Gary Woodland. <laughs> um, but as I said, you know, playing some really good G otherwise, 10.1 strokes gain T to green at Genesis, 9.7 strokes on approach. Um, so finding it in the right places last couple weeks, also gained six strokes T to green at the waste management. Um, four career PGA Tour wins, but none since that 2019 U.S. Open at Pebble. He does have a a U.S. Open win at Pebble under his belt. So I like Gary Woodland on a tough course. 90 to 1 seems like a pretty fair number in this field. Yeah. Uh, so no Luke List for you. You didn't join me at the 125 to 1 this week? No, because I, uh, I started to go a little bit further down the odds boards. And, uh, well, you know how that worked out. <laughs> we know who's coming in that range. Uh, well, I did go Luke List, only uh, 0.75 points each way at 125 to 1. Another guy who tends to go well on tough courses and a winner at Torrey, where we see a lot of uh, where we've seen a lot of that crossover. Um, bit of course form here, miscut last year, but that was on the heels still kind of the emotion of that first career win at Torrey Pines a few weeks prior. Um, went 10th, 7th, and 17th in three consecutive years. Um, so he does, again, have a little bit of form to show for around here. Terrible, terrible fucking putter. Always been the issue with Luke List. Always will be. But last time he gained strokes putting on a golf course was at the Memorial last year in May. Lightning fast greens. They are bent grass, but still uh, much closer likely to what you're going to see this week in terms of the speed. Last time he gained strokes before that was the PGA Championship at Southern Hills last year. Again, lightning fast greens. And before that, you got to go all the way back to his win at Torrey Pines a year ago. Last three times he's gained strokes putting on the green. All going to be that faster speed, so it tends to kind of negate seemingly at least for Luke List what a terrible putter he is when he does putt on these these very fast greens. So if he can get that right, I think we're in good shape because save for a missed cut at the Amex, he has been an absolute tee to green monster. 10.2 strokes gained tee to green at Genesis, lost 7.1 strokes with the putter. 11.4 strokes gained on approach at Genesis, lost 7.1 strokes with the putter. So very clearly, if Luke List can find anything with the flat stick this week, I think he's going to threaten those places, and I like the punt at 125 to 1. 
All right, we got just two picks left between the two of us. Uh, let me finish out one more for me because I am still shorter than your longest bomb. Uh, I'll go, I'll go 0.5 points each way on Benny on this week at 200 to one. I uh, should have brought T Mac back for a guest appearance on the show. Benny on one of his boys. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of his boys. <laughs> Uh, we might need a little bit of that T-Max lottery ticket love uh, to cash something on a guy like Benny on. But uh, saw him in contention just last week at Honda, 65 Friday, 67 Saturday. Got into the conversation before really just kind of falling apart on Sunday with a 73. Still finished T21. Um, he does have the all-important previous top 10 here at the Arnold Palmer. Interesting uh, connection between Bay Hill and Wentworth. Um, over on the European Tour, BMW PGA Championship. Before Scotty Scheffler and Bryson won the last two years, the previous three winners of the API had all won the BMW PGA at Wentworth. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, Roy McIlroy, Francesco Molinari. Guess who else has a victory at Wentworth in 2015? Benny on. I thought I was going to have to say Tiger Woods here. <laughs> I mean, might as well. Um, Rolex Series event, flagship tournament course on the European Tour. Uh, so he has proven that he can win on a big stage. No PGA Tour wins yet for Benny Ahn, but he does have a win each in Europe and Korea, also on the Corn Ferry and Challenge Tour. So let's go with a true punt, half point each way on Benny Ahn, 2,200 to 1. All right, Shallow Cal, uh, close us out with a 350 to 1 holler. All right, baby. He showed some slight, some slight form last week, uh, dropping, dropping a big round on us. Garrick Ego. Let's go, Higo. Uh, 350 to one, a driver of the golf ball. He is a South African, so he's got the, uh, the, the check mark on narrative street, South Africa. Um, he's a putter of the ball. Allegedly, uh, when he was making, uh, his hay, oh gosh, it wasn't last year. Was it? it was two years ago. It was 2021. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Man. Can we just get some of that some of that form back for old times' sake? Uh, although last year he cashed us in each way at 500 to one, so let's take some of that money, roll it back up, and throw the dice on on Higo 350 to one. This course, the dog legs tend to go uh, towards the left, right to left. Much, much better for a left-handed player like himself than um, a right-handed player. You know, a lot of these guys play uh, those cut fades off of the off the tee, high fades, uh, irons, and, and whatnot. But uh, the, the, the left-handed, strokes gained left-handed players, strong for Higo this week. So... Um, 350 to one long shot, roll of the dice. I like it. Gary oh. Higo. Oh, one last thing. Two wins on the European tour were in windy conditions. 
Mm, does like playing in the wind. Yes. Yes, he sure does. Mm, well, typical of that South African golfer. Uh, no stranger to some trade wins. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, as a reminder, you can find all of our picks at Playing Tips Pod on Twitter. That look out. Let's fry up some perch this week. Gosh, I've been hungry for some perch. Perch, perch three ways. Tacos. I mean, I, whatever we got to do, man. Let's go. Perch it is. Bring it. Fried perch dinner. Yes. <laughs>